Welcome to the Annie Gamers Podcast. This is episode number 98. I'm your host, Evan Minto, and with me, as always, is David Estrella. What's up, guys? At SignQX20XX. And last week was E3, the big gamer conference for gamers. And neither of us was there, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Actually, I felt like it was two weeks ago. I still feel like E3 is always going on. You know, it's every every year it ends, but it never feels like it ends for me. Video games don't end after E3. Video games are so popular now, it's like every day is E3, you know what I mean? Anyway, here to talk to us about E3 is our guest for this episode, Miranda Sanchez, senior editor at IGN. I don't want E3 to be every day. (laughs) (laughs) E3 starts for me at like February, I think. Anyway, thanks for having me on. That's terrifying. Yeah, so uh, every year I work on IGN's E3 wiki, which is widely searchable thanks to me (laughs) no not really it's a uh, team effort um but we build that up every year to be kind of like a guide for everything that happens at e3 so that's when i start my projects that's when people start announcing things believe it or not start announcing things for e3 yeah people start talking about it like oh yeah we're gonna show more at e3 or like any sort of mention of like that i have to like scoop it up put in wiki so that sounds awful it's a (laughs) it's a lot i take a lot of pride in it though just because it is oh yeah for sure important page I just get I get stressed enough just because I'm like there's too many conferences to watch streaming, let alone uh, <laughs> that, like a that new level one of coverage every year too. It's just like how why right because everyone do this has like us? a big press conference now, right? Yeah. It, it used to be it was mostly just like the big console makers, but now right. it's like also the like a lot of publishers have mm-hmm. them. Well, yeah, it's yeah. mostly publishers, and then a fewer smaller publishers are starting into it. Like there's also the PC Gamer Show, which is like it's not technically a publisher; it's a publication running that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, um, I didn't realize that. that. And then there's a PC Gaming Show, whatever it's called. Yeah. And then there's Devolver started doing their own conference, right. which is <laughs> Devolver's not even that big. It's right? got its own <laughs> little story going on. Yeah, it's its own <laughs> its own thing. And then uh, like this year, I had to get to LA on like Friday. Because EA started on Saturday morning. Just uh. like, how dare you? <laughs> I mean, it's totally fine. We're going to cover it. It just makes that week much longer. And it's right. kind of like E3 starts the week before anyway because everyone starts announcing things. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. we don't want to actually show this on our, our stage or whatever, so we're going to announce it early. Oh, right. I guess that's like a, it's a time-saving yeah. technique so they can focus on other stuff, which I guess we'll talk about with the Nintendo conference yeah. a little bit uh, after this. I do want to... Uh, before we talk about all the E3 stuff, uh, just recap some some anime news that happened recently. The one time we're going to talk about anime on the whole podcast. One of them is a bit of a, a public service announcement, which is that the Rose of Versailles uh, license with Nozomi Entertainment is expiring, which means that uh, pretty quickly, I think the day they announced it, it was like basically all the stock sold out for all the DVDs for Rose of Versailles. Oh, and why I- are you letting people know now? <laughs> Because you can still watch it. I think it. it's still streaming for a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. Uh, Let me check YouTube, because they have it on YouTube. Because you definitely can't buy it anymore. I I have volume two of the, the box set, the second box set sitting uh, in my room here. But uh, I basically... I, I have to figure out what I'm going to do, because I basically like got to it a little too late, and I ordered it on Right Stuff, but then the the Right Stuff stock like was in a weird state where it was like, oh... We're getting more later, and it's like you're probably not getting more later, but it still Aww. let me buy it. Oh no! Uh, I'm trying to see if I... So I bought it, and it still hasn't shipped. And I thought like it was at least gonna get me the first one because that one said it was in stock. Still hasn't shipped though. But I went and also ordered it from Amazon. <laughs> I ordered okay. the second one from Amazon, so that one came. But I'm still waiting on the first one. It was like my emergency get Rose of Versailles into my hands plan yeah, after they I, announced it. I, I thought about buying on Amazon that day, and I was just like, I should do it. And I was like. 
you know, I'm about to go travel. I should just wait till after. And no. I'm just like, no, no. I should have just done it. <laughs> I messed up. Yeah, Rose of Versailles is pretty cool. Uh, everybody should go watch it. It's a some people might not know what it is. It's a very famous in Japan, but not very famous here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 70s shoujo manga and anime about the French Revolution. And it's no, super I don't cool. No, know if it's actually streaming anymore. Oh, no. All right. I'm going to quickly check on air. We were, we were checking the presence of Rose of Versailles on video <laughs> yeah, sites on air. I don't see it on Nozomi Entertainment's YouTube, and they have most of their stuff on there. Let's see if Crunchyroll still has it. Rip. Okay. Oh, it's still there. As of this airing, <laughs> or as of this recording, uh, hopefully as of when this comes out, Rose of Versailles is still streaming. All 40 episodes are up on Crunchyroll. So please it's go watch it there before it expires. expires on June 30th at midnight. Yes. PST. So basically, once this comes out, you'll have a week. Wow. The podcast might be ready by then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you'll have like a week left before it expires. It will. Uh, know what I'm doing tonight. 40 episodes of <laughs> 70s shoujo anime here we come you haven't seen it before no i haven't i started it once a long time ago and then i yeah. went back to it so it's uh time to restart it's a cool it's a cool show it's kind of interesting because the uh first half and second half are directed by two different people so the oh. first half is like the animation and stuff looks a little a little goofier than the second half the second half is done by osamu dozaki so then it goes like really mm. melodramatic and hard-boiled and it's fantastic <laughs> Another piece of anime, but also game news. Uh, we are big fans of Trigger here, and uh, Studio Trigger announced a Kill la Kill game, but it was the way they announced this was a little tricky. We were not super happy about this. Sneaky. Because <laughs> the, uh, the countdown. Rude. Yeah, it was kind of a little. I mean, I love you, Trigger. I love you guys. We had Tatsune on the podcast a while back, uh, the, the PR guy for Trigger. But. Come on, they they announced they had a countdown that said Trigger and Arc System Works collaboration, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, it's gonna be like, like it's finally happening!" Like people are like, "No, it's gonna be DLC for something." I was like, "No, no, no, this is gonna be the game. It's gonna They're be. That's gonna happen." Like kill a kill fighting game on the Guilty Gear engine. Yeah. It's like here we go, here we go. Yeah, and, and then, then it's what is it like an action game? I guess <sighs> battle fighter, <laughs> battle fighter, or something like that. Um, I forget exactly what the translated site said. Um, and it's only published by Arc System Works. Yes, and it's being developed by A Plus, who did the most recent little or the new Little Witch Academia Chamber in Time. Chamber, Chamber of, of Time. Time, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, that game. So, and I, I kind of look back at A Plus's like history, and they're a rather new development team. So they haven't worked on that many big things, and it seems like the Little Witch game was their biggest huh. project potentially. At least that made it over here. Right. So. Oh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm still excited to play it because it's Kill uh, yeah. Kill, and I hope it it works well, it plays well. Right. We'll see. Yeah, so let's get to the E3 discussion here. Uh, and I think the thing that I'm most interested in, and I've, I've talked to some friends about this before, is uh, what is it like to actually like cover E3 and, and attend the convention? I've never actually been. Uh, I imagine it's it's a lot of like running around that LA convention center <laughs> to different booths and things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly that. <laughs> so the first few days for at least for IGN, we have a thing called a war room. We book out an entire studio somewhere, and then most of our team flies up to LA and we set or down to LA, and we get all set up and have a makeshift studio so that way we can do um, pre and post show coverage of every conference. 
and then um, make sure we get a good news a spot for the news team and a place to do conversations, record all sorts of other videos, and mm -hmm. have our video team set up to do edits as soon as possible. So there's like a lot that goes on even before like the show floor opens. Right. And then some people attend the conferences, usually one or two people. I actually got to, I got to go to EAs this year, which was interesting because they had like this big AR opening to it with Anthem. And mm -hmm. it's funny because like when you're there, like that's obviously not happening because it's AR. And so it's just like this weird thing that you're watching of the room that's supposed to be happening, but it's not happening. Oh, wait, we're just like pretending like stuff's going on. Oh, yeah. And so we're all just <laughs> like, what? And then it's just like, wow, look at look at this monster. It's just like, damn, this is a weird experience. <laughs> I didn't watch the stream for that. But yeah, I guess it's, yeah. it would be like being in the room when they're like filming something for green screen. Yeah, for, like, exactly. Like, it's just gonna a little be a CGI weird. character and yeah. it's like they're not there. It's yeah. like, oh, oh, that looks cooler than it actually is. So um, it's a, it's a, a neat thing to experience for sure. But um, I think you get kind of get everything you need out of just watching a stream anyway. Yeah, I imagine I would, like, I've always kind of wanted to, to go, but it's like, man, I would probably be miserable sitting through that many press conferences, like, yeah. not in, like, the comfort of my own home. I mean, I think it's like, you want to go to one once, and that's really neat yeah, to have yeah. that experience, and then the rest, you're just like, I can just watch a stream, it's fine. Yeah, um, exactly. At least for news purposes, that's what we mostly do. We have people... Um, on staff just another place watching the stream and covering it right, rapid right. fire crazy it's like all right who's on call who's on next are you done like set yeah. clean up and <laughs> it's a very busy process that's like i said not even hitting the show floor um of course when that does open it is we said just running to a lot of different appointments and turning around previews as fast Playing as possible game demos and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and it's really awesome i mean getting to talk to all these developers and publishers and just everyone and saying everybody's so excited to like show off their game finally and talk about them and show new stuff um, it's kind of interesting to me that like there's some similarities in terms of being like just a, a similar kind of like uh geek media or whatever between like anime and games and literally it's at the same convention center as, as anime <laughs> expo which is yeah. funny but like like anime th there's no there's nothing remotely equivalent to that in in anime that i see in terms of like that level of publishers courting right. press and like, like having a war room or anything right and like a lot that. of stuff for like e3 is behind closed doors like a lot of right, the new right. stuff you're gonna get um a lot of the demos you end up playing that are brand new are gonna be by appointment only right and so yeah that definitely doesn't happen in the anime space and i think just because the way that's grown especially in the u.s has been mostly fan oriented yeah and yeah. because you don't have that big press around it like there's not really a need to develop that and i've kind of seen that change which mm. is really nice for me because i'm trying to cover right. it yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> i'd really love to talk to somebody from pr or from the studio but mm. like it's almost impossible sometimes because of language barrier um but that's definitely in japan changing. there's there's stuff like that there's yeah like tokyo anime fair and yeah stuff, right? so yeah. those exist just not in for a global audience i guess um yeah yeah, um, E3, it's a lot of late nights sometimes. Well, actually, yes, it is a lot of drinking. The, the parties, yeah. <laughs> Lots of drinking. Right. Like, parties. Even if, even if <laughs> parties, you just, I, I go to like maybe one. Growing up and reading about E3, it was all like, wow, game demos. And now I'm like, <laughs> wow, parties. <laughs> Alcohol. Yeah, I'm Alcohol. Like, someone please buy me a drink. <laughs> no, but yeah, I ended up staying up at late, working most nights, and then you go and drink and cry. <laughs> no, I mean mostly you're not crying. I only cried a little bit because I was just so happy about one thing. But it's only when you're playing crying simulator. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, nice. No, it's a lot of work, but a lot of fun at the same time. Like it feels very satisfying, even though I ended up working for like two weeks in a row. But yeah, jeez. Just how it is. Like including the weekend. Yes, yeah, like I right. was straight through. <laughs> <two weeks. laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Um, you've you played a couple games like on the show floor or behind closed doors, right? That like weren't in many conferences. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the one that you were going to talk about was the the My Hero, but not the My Hero Academia <laughs> game. No. Um, the game based on my hero academia yeah. featuring those characters <laughs> <Right? laughs> maybe called that in japan but not here for whatever it's reason called, it's called my hero one's, one's justice, justice but it yeah. doesn't say academia in the title yeah, yeah so it's uh one of the bandai namco games it's just a fighter developed by a biking i believe they did huh. i forget what they did um besides this but this is maybe one of their big ones that i've at least paid attention to i wasn't was keeping up with it. i didn't know it was a fighter yeah yeah is it good people yeah uh, I like how they're using the quirks a lot for each character's moveset, and I think that's really unique, mm -hmm, but right. it needs uh, some balancing. Ooh, all right. <laughs> like, okay, so I talked to some people who are, like, from Bandai, and they're like, okay, so we think Todoroki's, like, OP. I was like, that's, that's, I kind of, that's <laughs> Is that real. accurate? That's accurate to the yeah, show, right? Yeah, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, but then, like, Ochako, though, it's so easy to cheese with her. Like, there's this one thing where she um, obviously uses her gravity powers to, like, levitate somebody just kind of like lift them up for a bit and then she gets uh, i think i forget which episode is from like episode seven or something in the first season when they're fighting against ida and bakugo for that like scenario against the villains and the heroes yeah yeah and, yeah and she gets that pillar but she doesn't actually like hit anybody with it but in the fighting game she actually uses that as a move to hit her opponent and the way that she uses it, if you just keep spamming that attack, they get locked in and you just do like crazy damage. And she's cool. like, well, uh, that's great. I'm um, all about characters that uh, make people start swearing at you yeah, because exactly. they're, they're dumb. So I think that'll probably... That's why I play Duck Hunt. Yeah, it'll probably <laughs> balance a little bit right. um, in the future. And like there's time. Uh, I mostly liked it a lot. I think the backgrounds were a little bland. Hmm. Like it, for as lively, of course, it is in the show, it's... It's a little disappointing. It's also weird because there's this mechanic where you can, like, throw somebody into the wall, and then the stage rotates, and you're fighting on the wall. And what? like, yeah, exactly. So as what? far as... Right, yeah. And so... Wait, what? They I'm going to work my head around that. So they go to such great lengths to kind of, like, make this feel like you're really fighting with these characters. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're, like, on the wall. That seems it's just like, really why? strange. Yeah. It's like, why are you rotating the stage? Seems like... That's strange. Uh, Ochako, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like she'd be able to do that. Yeah, like but that nobody makes sense. else. Yeah, I mean, like some people were like, "Well, Deku can kind of do it when he uses his ball, like he runs in the wall." Yeah, but like, no, he can't just stand there though. Right. So it's like a little weird. Um, I don't. It seems fun. Fun I, enough. I mean, oh, I feel like that's like such a good opportunity for a fighting game, just like yeah. when you have characters with like varied powers like that. So there was one thing that was weird. This takes place um, right around when Deku finishes his internship with Gran Torino and goes forward. And it goes further technically than I think the anime is right now. Oh, because so it's, I, yeah, there was a villain. Based on the manga stuff. Yeah, so there's stuff from one of the villains. Quirks was kind of a spoiler. Oh, <laughs> I was just like, oh, well, I guess I know that now. So if you're watching any gameplay from it, just be careful with like some of the villain clips huh. because it, it's just, I mean, it's not huge, but it's still like, a, oh, okay, well, I see how this is going to work in the future. And it's, it's yeah, I didn't expect that. I'm so like, I've watched very little of my hero. I think David watched, I, I read some of the manga. You watched like a bunch, aren't you? Are you up to date? What? Me? Absolutely not. I'm not up to date on anything. <laughs> I, I thought you were you were watching a bunch of it a while back, and you like you went from from being like this my hero thing this is dumb, and you were like, oh, actually, it's good. It's, it's so very good. good. Actually, well, so until good. we found out that it was going to be like 
a hundred episodes and I was like, ah. Oh, right, right. You, you were watching it because you thought it was like a short thing and not a, uh, a yeah. weekly Shonen Jump series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of fighting games or not fighting games, if I'm feeling punchy, uh, <laughs> Nintendo talked about uh, Super Smash Brothers, the new version. There's a there's a new Super Smash Brothers game which is not news to anybody and they I guess they announced it before right yeah. where, where did they show it at a previous Nintendo Direct yep. they had like earlier this year right yep. they had a teaser they had an inkling just right. run, two inklings running around and then the Smash logo in their <laughs> eye it was crazy it was so intense it was yeah. really good that yeah, was they, a great that was a great trailer it was yeah. very good I wasn't I wasn't feeling too much though the uh, whole like half hour breakdown of every single mechanic in the game oh, the, the, the new yeah the the one for the new one for ultimate at e3 i mean if you're like really into smash that must have been the best but like at that point like the the, the whole conference was over and it was like <laughs> it was just that that's all the uh the sakurai you're gonna get though i mean it's just they took him out of his cage and they were like we're gonna let him talk to you for <laughs> for like 30 minutes think... about but not about like kirby he's only allowed to talk to you about super smash brothers i don't even think sakura is allowed to talk t- to anybody about anything anymore because there was like a whole uh controversy about waluigi online people like posted like people were like waluigi posting at him and now sakura is like not allowed to engage with people Wait, what did he say about waluigi uh, i don't know no he didn't say about... anything he just didn't put him in smash yeah okay oh, yeah yeah, I, I was worried that he was, like, bad-mouthing Waluigi, because it's already bad enough that he didn't put him in Smash, because Waluigi needs to be in Super Smash Brothers. Oh, player. you're one of those. You don't care about Waluigi? No. You're one of those, Evan. Am oh, I surrounded no. by Waluigi haters? I don't think we're haters. I just don't. just kind of like, well, He's a beautiful he man. <laughs> I couldn't even name one game Waluigi is in. He's in all the Mario games. He's in like, like he's, what? don't well, get too the, excited. No, like, I say, uh, all the side Mario games, <laughs> okay. not the actual Mario games. I say, uh, he's in like Mario that? Kart. He's in Mario Tennis. Is he in um, a Mario game? There's that definitely counts. other ones that I can think of. <laughs> Probably in Mario Golf. <laughs> wow, true quality <laughs> really, fan right really here. Reaching. Number one. Put Look, him in Smash. There's the. Two best characters in the Mario universe are... I mean, they're actually the two shittiest, but that's why I like them. And it's its Waluigi and Daisy. And they put Daisy in, but they yeah. didn't put they Waluigi put Daisy in. in. It's a crime. They put Daisy in. They put all the princesses in. But, like, isn't Daisy, like, a... I don't know. They, they like, have they have a weird in. term for it now. Echo Fighter or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I don't they, get it. Did they not yeah. use that term before? I don't know. They were clones before, right? <laughs> I mean, that, that's what Echo people called them clones, but it's the same idea. Like, we already had, like, Captain Falcon and Ganondorf and whoever else. Pit and Dark Pit, which is insane. Like, I don't know who thought that was a good idea. It's basically just a palette swap. But yeah, I'm very excited about Daisy being in the game. I've been a big Daisy fan ever since uh, she was the best character for snaking in Mario Kart DS. <laughs> but... I, I thought that we, I thought it was cool the like the fact that we got that that mechanic breakdown. I'm not like a, a like a Smash person like the hardcore people who are like all about the mechanics of wave dashing or whatever. Right. But I found it cool to hear like the little just like from a game design perspective the little like balance tweaks that they made and like I think like there's some super cool ideas in there about how to make the game like adjust to different people like different situations and things so like the fact that uh attacks do more damage in one-on-one fights than they do on like in in 
you know, with four people or eight people, which is like a kind of cool idea. The main thing for it is to like keep it, keep the match moving, right? So when it's right. down to like two people, they're not just like constantly going at it and everyone else is sitting around being like, well, when are they going to finally like finish Be so done. I can play yeah. again, right? That was a big issue for me when I was like, they'd be like the one good person. Like everybody would have to either be like right. all on offense or just turtling everywhere. <laughs> like just find a corner to hide. Yeah. yeah. I've never really been a big Smash person, but I've always found it fun to play. And it was fun to play. Yeah. I played with a few people um, on Nintendo and we had two people who were like actually very good in Smash with me at my appointment. Uh, and I beat them once. You did? It was good. All right. <laughs> That's who do you it. play? Huh? Who do you play? I just played a bunch of different people. Okay. Um, I like p- playing Pikachu, of course, though. Oh, right. I should have known. That's about it. All right. So yeah. who, who is most excited for Snake or Pichu? <laughs> is it Snake or is it Pichu? <laughs> Nobody cares about Ridley. Ridley is fine. Uh, I'm happy there's another character from Metroid. Literally the only other character <laughs> from Metroid that anybody knows. So I but... didn't actually play metroid growing up mm-hmm. and i had no idea who ridley was really i'd never heard of, i have no idea how this happened because i feel like i'm pretty well versed right, in right. like games <laughs> yeah. culture and stuff and i was like who the hell is ridley it's like the zombie dinosaur yeah, and then yeah. it's just like oh that's a metroid character it's like what <laughs> okay <laughs> like i know about the metroid like, right cute. right the, I but, mean, that would have been a weird playable character. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> i think um, they have it as an assist trophy yeah, so it's like metroid. oh thank you uh smash bros for teaching me something new yeah Ridley's a weird choice, but I think it's just they wanted to have somebody from Metroid, and it's literally the only other named right. character that anybody knows I from think Metroid. Ridley was like, also very, or like highly requested. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Oh, it was yep. like annoyingly requested. It right. was like, yeah. Yeah, if, if only there were another next. character that gets constantly yeah. <laughs> requested, it should be in Smash Bros. DLC. No. <laughs> it's like, fine. It's a penny. <laughs> I mean, because they already did dumb stuff like Sonic, Mega Man cloud i mean all that was left was like goku mega man's good they sh- they should put goku in just it would be the funniest thing if they put goku in smash brothers i think we're joking about that yeah. like, what about goku funny. i would just that would that would own if they just like went ahead and did it it would be so stupid yeah <laughs> anyway to answer your question david come on this is the anti gamers podcast i am way more excited for snake than I am for Pichu. We talk a lot about Metal Gear Solid. I don't know. Pichu, Pichu uh. got like a dumb, excited response from like everybody. Pichu's cute. Like, who even knows yeah, Pichu? Fine. Pichu is like Isn't Gen you? 2. Well, that, David, you just hit on it. That's the thing. Oh, no, you meant Gen 2 Pokemon, but also Pichu. Isn't Pichu from Melee? Which, like, which mm. is like, I think so. I, thought, I don't know Smash history. I thought Pichu I was in Melee, yeah, and I think no, that's Pichu, probably why people Pichu's were excited. Melee. Right, because. Because the melee people are crazy. And so Insane. when they saw a melee character in the game, they were like, oh my God, I can finally play as one of my melee characters. Uh, I am excited, though, that like the reason they're calling it like Smash Ultimate or whatever is uh, because it has every single character that's everyone's ever been in Smash here. Brothers. Yeah, everyone's that's what they here. keep saying. It's really cute. I think it's great because like... There's people who care a whole lot about like the nitty gritty mechanics of Super Smash Brothers. All I care about is having more characters to play as. That's it. And so it's just like, just give me every character. Like, why, why do anything but that? Yeah, and <laughs> like, you have to unlock them as you play through. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's not going to be too difficult. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah, no, nice Smash Brothers is absolutely not like Street Fighter, where like it needs a roster refresh 
every iteration. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things where you just got to build on top of what yeah, you've already got. Me, it's it's such like a it's, mess already of a game. Right. <laughs> Why not? It's, just like, it's like action put figures. everything in there. Yeah. It's just having more action figures to play with, right? <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'm excited about that, uh, and I, you know, we've I think we've said before on the podcast, like to me, Smash is like the 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 Switch killer app because it's like such a perfect like pickup uh, for like this year. What for like this year? Oh, I just mean in general, like for me, mm. like the Switch feels perfectly made for Super Smash Brothers because it's like a pickup. You know, That's you can like, carry it around, take it to a party, oh, pick did up you and see play the a game. New Mario Party. I saw the new Mario Party. That's a that's definitely <laughs> making use of that Switch ability. It is. I'm <laughs> not a big cool. Mario Party fan, but yeah, it's uh, like it, Mario Party is also, I think, a good case for the Switch, even though I don't personally like it. It's like, it's exactly the kind of thing that you could just like pull right. out and play with people. I just never liked the. I don't know. I don't like playing like a board game on a video game. <laughs> I'm just like, no, let's I just used play to a play game. the game of life on my PC <laughs> as a kid all the time, and it was the best. Damn. A great announcer. Actually, we we, met, we mentioned uh, Metal Gear Solid for a second back there, and I think I think it's time to talk about uh, the most David core of the, yeah. the E3. Uh, yeah, since trailers. there was no Bloodborne 2. Right. The one thing I've got to get legitimately excited about is another Death Stranding trailer. <laughs> I don't know. I keep on feeling like every year I'm going to get tired of it, and then I don't. It's going to turn it's... out that the real Death Stranding is the marketing for Death Stranding. Like, there's no game. It's just, we're just <laughs> yeah, watching no, trailers got, for it. <laughs> group they've experience. got shirts, they've yeah. got New Era hats, they've got figurines. <laughs> they've got literally everything but a game. Yeah, it's going to be like the ultimate vaporware, where it's just, there's, oh, yeah. there, there's everything around the game, but the game is like a black hole that doesn't mm. exist. <laughs> I keep saying it's like that they're too busy cranking out these nice videos and stuff. <laughs> instead of actually like developing their game it's like sony give them a break let them go make their game but i love it i want i want it to be like a cinematic universe with no game no i mean this this, uh last death stranding trailer was pretty important because it showed pretty much the first gameplay right um gameplay yeah and then they also introduced two new characters so uh i i actually didn't get a chance to watch the entire thing but what i saw well, it's long. yeah, it's it's pretty long, but yeah, it's it's uh, we didn't see any gameplay before, right? And like this is so there were elements of things that would be in like used for gameplay, but mm-hmm. it wasn't actually ever gameplay. I think. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I mean, it, it looks like it's like uh, <laughs> what I saw in the trailer is just a lot of walking around the wilderness. Yeah, so like the idea is that the main character Sam is a delivery guy, mm-hmm. um, and there's. A lot of really great explanations of these trailers on IGN.com by my good friend <laughs> Chloe Rad. No, but seriously, anytime the death training thing happens, I'm just like, Chloe, what did you think? <laughs> yeah. Because she's like super big Kojima fan and like really gets his work well. And the way she like dissects these is so impressive hmm. because she's like just is very smart and has seen a lot of really interesting media and can like relate those to other works that Kojima also appreciates. Right. Um, I feel like that's very important. Yeah. Understanding him is like the media references. Yes. And like being able to pick that apart and see like maybe why things fit together. And so like I always go directly to her as soon as there's Mm. new death training stuff. And it's really interesting like how much there is actually to pick apart in these. People say it's like, oh, this is just all nonsense. It's like, no, actually not really. (laughs) Um even though it is weird, it's, yeah, I it's always, cool that. I always that. feel like his stuff is kind of nonsense, but it's like the, you know, there's a there's a camp to Kojima that's really interesting. There's right. something where it's like he's serious, but it's also like 
it's a little silly the way he like smashes stuff together like it's like this weird combination of smart and stupid is how i sometimes think of it right and i appreciate that like having that massive creativity and just putting that all on display because a lot of people don't take chances like that right right and so it's just nice and to see something so different yeah his stuff is rarely like safe which is why i think people appreciate it you have anything else to say on death stranding david yeah what did you think oh man um well what i what was really weird to me though was like he's continuing to get new actors to show up like he had uh walking dead man um hannibal (laughs) Uh, david it's pronounced Uh, walking dead man Walking Deadman? Yeah. Okay. Um, and now he's got the, what is it, like the bionic woman or something like that? Like, that's not even our generation. That's like... Correct. Like two, three generations <laughs> ago. But like, that's like, I have to like right, look up right. on IMDb, like who, who this person is. But what... I don't know if this is like going to be like a game point or if this is just like Kojima being Kojima. But it's like, they rendered the actress um the bionic woman actress from like when she was the bionic woman because like now she's like i don't know like in her 60s i think Mm. but she looks really young in the game so i wonder if there's like a he's gonna like play up on that because it's a really great art asset but you've taken i mean you've taken like a real person put them in but the depiction is more of like from right like his uh it was weird though because he had an interview with like with with the actress like right next to him and he was like gushing about the bionic woman. <laughs> so I'm thinking like maybe it's like it's just like his infatuation with the actress. And he's like I have to have her in, even if it's like just from my memories of like when I was six years old watching this show. It's crazy yeah. though. Like Kojima is like the kind of guy who can do this sort of stuff. I feel like that's like it's almost an extension of what they're they're doing now in some movies which i'm not a super big fan of but it's like that thing where they'll like bring back carrie fisher in cg or or what's his name and uh or jeff in bridges and tron right. yeah With the, yeah well he's still alive but yeah like the younger version of jeff he's bridges. still alive yeah. <laughs> i think it's more akin yeah. to what could you exactly doing, it's like right. bringing back a younger version of somebody who's still yeah. around and like letting them because you can do that, that in part. games yeah and i think that's yeah. interesting and obviously she's cool with it because she's part of it so. right right didn't they do that for Terminator? Also, they they have like they have like oh, a yeah. CG version of Schwarzenegger to play the Terminator yeah. in one of the new movies. I mean, Tupac. <laughs> Tupac's been on stage on That's Coachella if years t- after dying. I think Tupac should be in Death Stranding. Like, why not hey, at this point? It might not. It, it might happen at this point. Like, who's left? Like, we. If we if there was somebody that knew more about Kojima at this point, you could probably start to put together a better picture of what Death Stranding is going to be. If you like, just See what what's part of his childhood, right? What stuff did he like, and then he'll just yeah. put it all into Death Stranding. I know he likes the killers. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, I follow like Kojima on Twitter is pretty good. <laughs> He's funny. He I follow him too. The, yeah, think of the disco and stuff too. So I was like, ah, oh, good taste. I really like that he spends a lot of time just retweeting people, like sending him fan art or just being like, I love, I love the, the, the new Death Stranding trailer. And it's just like nobody's who are just saying that they really like it, and he's like, mm. cool, retweet, <laughs> like yeah. yeah. <laughs> What an honor. And it's just also just selfies of him with famous people. Yeah. He's like, Having dinner met with his this many guy. Boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> so they call him. He's like, who's, like, we, uh, me and my boyfriend always joke around and say, it's like, okay, like, who's, who is his main pals, though? He's like, the right. favorite. Well, it's, um, 
Norman Reedus. Yeah, Mads. Mads. Uh, Del Toro. Yep, and Jeff Keighley is kind of in there. Oh, okay. He's trying. Okay. At least. <laughs> He's trying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's always. We're always like, oh, what was it? Last year at the Game Awards or the year before, whenever they were on the stage together, and it looked like Keely wanted to propose or kiss or something. <laughs> we're just like, what is happening? And Kojima's just kind of like, hey. Doesn't everyone want to propose or kiss to uh, to Kojima? To Kojima? Yeah, I have no right? idea, but it was it was a thing. Uh, that's the dating okay. sim I want. It's a dating sim. It's an Otome Kojima's. game, but all of the dudes are Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> the many. No, you can do a game dev dating sim, but it's like Kojima. And oh, he's the dev. Or no, he's the... Wait, he's the person dating. No, you're the, he's the one that you date. Date Kojima, the game. <laughs> or do you get other choices? Can you date other people? Yeah, yeah, no. So you can... Like I was saying, like Sakurai, uh, Hideki Kamiya, uh-huh. um, Shinji Mikami, Miyamoto, of course, but he's more of like the daddy figure. Yes, that's the real dream daddy is that game. <laughs> oh, I saw... <laughs> Miyamoto with my own two eyes and I was just like oh what? my god that's <laughs> the so real happy. benefit of being at E3 yeah, yeah that was seriously like the, one of the coolest things there's like a few developers that I still get very like starstruck by just because like they've had like their games have had such an impact on my life and stuff right, right. And just obviously hold them in a very high regard and I saw Kojima and I was like oh my god or, um, or Miyamoto <laughs> Not, not well, I actually Wait, saw Kojima you... once too oh, yeah, okay. I saw him at TGS and yeah. I was just like oh my god it's Kojima but for Miyamoto I was just like Miyamoto is just like I don't want to take a photo or anything because I don't want to be rude, but it's just cool to see him. I can usually keep my cool when I meet like famous people who I admire, but Miyamoto is the kind of guy where I'm just like I feel like he's the perfect human, and I would not be able to like handle meeting him. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I hold him in really high regard, and yeah, yeah, I I also keep my cool around people that I'm I'm really like really look up to and stuff. But of course, got to be professional. It's part of my job. Yeah, exactly. But. uh, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was so excited. I was like, oh my right. god. <laughs> it's Miyamoto. Anyway. Yeah. It's cool. Did any of us watch that uh, that Kingdom Hearts trailer? I think we there had somebody like asking about three it. Three or four. Because each time they show the trailer, it was different. And I also oh, right. actually played Kingdom Hearts 3. It was... Oh. I keep saying it's like, I don't believe it. Yeah. Because it's been so long. It's just like, nah, this is fake. <laughs> yeah, you played that and then you went and played Half-Life 3. Yeah, right exactly. That. Yeah. Like, that's what... That's how it goes. And so it's like, I don't... I don't believe in this until it comes out. Until I have it holding the disc, putting in my Xbox, and playing it. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it's on It's on Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. No, I'm so bummed. Yeah. Not, now it's like that all-in-one for Xbox is only on PS4 because they haven't brought the original collections to Xbox. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Um, but Kingdom Hearts 3 will be on Xbox, which is nice. I just prefer playing there because I like the Xbox controller a lot. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. The... It fits my hands better. Right. Uh yeah, I could not make heads or tails of the trailer, but I think that's kind of the <laughs> Kingdom Hearts thing. Is like, I think even people who played every single game, including the side stories, were having trouble making heads or tails. <laughs> Speaking of anime games, there is another one of those dang uh, Shonen Jump games that they're yeah. making. Uh, it's not. Is it a? It's a fighting game, but it's like a three D fighter, Jump Force. Yes, that is correct. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The reveal was okay. Mm-hmm. And people were very excited about it just because, like, people, of course, like to see all the Shonen Jump characters together and fighting each other. Yep. It was weird because it was set, like, one of the main stages they had us play was in New York. I was <laughs> like, what is going on here? You know, it's just like, okay, we'll see what oh, happens. that was a weird, yeah. yeah, that was a weird detail where it's, like, really American <laughs> environment. Yeah, and I guess the story, like, at the end of the trailer, they showed Light and Ryuk from Death ah! Note. And... <laughs> 
they're not playable. That's like, the they're, worst they're fucking bait things. and switch. I've like might have been one of the worst bait and switches that I saw at the at E3 because it's like, oh my god, cool, they're playable. Well, actually, they're just like in the story. They're not really <laughs> playable. They're not playable. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And right, so, like, I was whatever. joking on uh, the post show for Microsoft for after that. I was just like, you know, I don't know what like lights attacks would be it's like yeah i could like punch people but like i, I thought like a cool moveset idea would be like what if he like just writes weird attacks yeah. on death note like right. he just like calls out cars to come hit yeah i was thinking that too like get really creative with it um but no he's not playable that, that's Shame. so that feels so oh, lazy shit, actually i just figured it out though now it's like it's like uh oh like in mortal Kombat. there's like that one character that like just transforms into the other characters so like he's just doing moves oh. <laughs> just like stealing everybody else's moves yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm also a little disappointed they didn't show more characters. Right. Yeah, they showed like three or something. Four. 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 Things. It's probably not and done. Yet. And it was all the base, <laughs> oh, for sure. It was all the basic ones. It was like Goku, yeah. Naruto, Luffy, Ichigo, or something. No. Um. Or no? There are no bleach characters else. shown. No. No Ichigo. It was. Who was it? What's his face? It was another Dragon Ball character, I think. It was. Oh, Frieza. Frieza. Yeah. yeah. I was like, God damn it! Who was it? It was not Vegeta. Right. Um. Yeah, it was Frieza. And so they had two more characters on the demo. There was a One Piece character, I forget who it was exactly, and somebody else. So yeah, the playable demo was not good. <laughs> oh no. I, mean, I, mean, so, I, kind of I mean, yeah, so usually never really demos are okay. Um, but the problem was that it was just too easy. Mm-hmm. Like the whatever however they said the NPC, it was just so, so easy or NPC. Um, the CPU player. Right, right, it was right. Just way, way too easy. And so I didn't really get a good feel for like what the game was. I was like, well, that was that. We'll see more of it later, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's like big budget student projects. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like well, it's pretty early on, I guess. Yeah. I will say for the light and Ryuk thing, it is so disappointing that they, like, especially disappointing that they aren't making them playable because there's, like, precedent for a char- like for characters like that that would otherwise be hard to come up with moves for in fighting games. Like, didn't they put Phoenix Wright in Marvel vs. Capcom? Yeah. Yeah. It's like... They figured out how to make a lawyer a playable character <laughs> in a fighting game. You can, yeah. you can figure out how to make this serial killer dude and his, like, death god playable. Yeah, so that would have been cool just to see them get a little bit more inventive with something like that. Um, and, but, I mean, that's, like, part of the the fun yeah. with this is, like, to put in characters you might not expect would be playable and find ways to make them well, playable. It's not just to put, like, Luffy punching people. I get, I get the feeling that they're, like, there's probably got to be a team that's, like, actually got to read the series and it's, like, <laughs> they didn't read Death Note. Come on! Do you think there's anybody who didn't read Death Note? No, at this at this point, there's probably a whole bunch of people that like just haven't read Death Note, like working to make games like this. And it's like you know, they've watched some Dragon Ball Z, but they're not going to do their full <laughs> research. They just have like they all have like, just like key art for the characters. I don't think that's how figure out what, I don't think so. Do. <laughs> Uh, we do have a question from uh, at sign the Genki guy. It's John Smith, who just wrote a review of Goodnight Poon Poon for Annie Gamers. <gasps> so nice. Yeah. Uh, who would you like to see in Jump Force, and what do you think their move set would be? So I will say, in terms of Light and Ryuk, they can make it up to me by putting in Netflix Light and Ryuk as playable oh, characters. No! <laughs> <laughs> about that please i don't want to think about that ever again in my entire life if any if either uh, of the players plays as netflix right light and ryuk then all of the music turns into the soundtrack from the netflix <laughs> death note movie 
Oh gosh. That would like just just putting it out there. Jump Force devs. <laughs> if you do that, I will promote the heck out of your game on this podcast, which has not enough listeners to make a dent in your uh, bottom line. <laughs> Any other characters you would want to have uh, in the game? Netflix L. That's just all the Netflix Netflix Why? characters. <laughs> what? No. No. What's his butler's name? Uh, in the like, in the movie, I don't remember. Wataru. Oh no, it's like it's in Wataru, the, It's right? actually in the manga, right? Yeah, I think it is Wataru or something like that. Anyway, so then he's the weird character. He's the assist. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, weird characters. Like so who? Yuki Hirosoma from Food Wars or something. That, yeah, that'd be cool. Like weird shit. Like yeah. cool and from every other shonen thing, not just like the core of it. Like obviously have the core people there. Right. Like I'm surprised they didn't show anybody from Bleach. Right. Well, Bleach is like. Bleach kind of lost out. in terms of the yeah. those big three. Yeah. And like My Hero, I think, is the big one now. Oh, Obviously, sure. they'll have My Hero characters. Maybe. They m- Who knows? must. Who Come knows? on. It's so obvious. <laughs> I mean, they have to. I hope so. It'd yeah. be nice if they did some newer stuff, too. And I do like that with J-Stars, they did older characters as well. Right. Yeah. Did they have the Kochikame the guy from, in there? They had the character from, like, Assassination... Not old, but Assassination Classroom, the teacher. That's a good one. They had yeah. him. So why can't they have, like, Soma or somebody? I think they should have the guy from Kochikame... Like the the little cop dude, they they should probably have like I imagine they might have some ones that are only really known in Japan uh, that I don't super know because yeah. uh, like they weren't published here. But wasn't Fist of the North Star? Yeah, that's Shonen I'm Jump. Pretty that would, sure that would be an obvious choice. I'm like looking through all the old stuff. I'm just like, but what about jo- isn't JoJo's Yugi, Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh yeah. yeah, Yugi would be cool. JoJo's obviously. Mm, there's a lot of guys. Like just like looking through all the Shonen Jump covers. I was like, yeah, that person. That person too. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I don't know. There's like there's just so many people, and I really hope that they kind of stretch their roster with something that's more creative. They should put in that the character from like the that ballroom dancing manga that was oh, like yeah. a one shot that they canceled. No. <laughs> just have ballroom dancing moves for them. Uh, wait, who do we list there? Because the question was also what would their move set be? So like, what would be some moves for these characters? What would like Soma have? Ellen is gone. <laughs> Podcast is over. Harassed. Uh, his ultimate is yes, two guns. Oh no! His ultimate is that scene where he uh, he like just knocks over all the stuff on the counter in the diner while he's chasing Lei. <laughs> we did a whole podcast about about that movie specifically, and we were extremely into it. So sorry. Uh, Maybe so... I don't know. You did this to yourselves. Uh, so Yuki Hira would have obviously food skills. Like yeah. it'd be kind of cool to see him like. For his ultimate, like, make some, like, ultimate dish and just, like... And the car- the other person eats it. Yeah, like, force it. Like, it's, like, one of... No, it's, like, one of his experiments. Yeah. It's, like, the bad ones. And he make- forces them to eat it. And, and they, they have die. a... Like, they, they yeah. react to it, and that's when the yeah. damage hits. Yeah. That'd be cool. Oh, there's a lot of ways you could just use him. Oh. Yeah, and he could, like, attack with, like, a knife. With, like, a cooking knife. Game. Right, right. <laughs> no, that'd be a really good one. I, just, I especially like the idea of like having animations where the the clothes get ripped off of the other <laughs> characters when they yeah. eat the food. Yeah, that's good. I don't know. Uh, all right, we got another question from somebody about uh, one of these. So Alex C Osborne on Twitter yeah, also Alex. writes for Anna Gamers and IGN. Yeah. A little connective tissue here. What did you think of the Halo Infinite tease? Uh, in parentheses, slip space engine demo that opened Microsoft's Xbox E3 showcase. Uh, in what direction would you like to see uh, three, 343i, what is the i? 343 industry? industries. Industries, yeah. yeah. Uh, what direction would you like to see them take the franchise? 
a shared world shooter along the lines of no. Destiny, a return to a more classic <laughs> no. Halo. Skim <laughs> Halo. Uh, yeah, to. I think it would be potentially more. I, like at this point, I almost feel like we kind of we were kind of talking about this before the show. Like doing some sort of complete reboot is almost its own like stereotype now, and I would almost just be more interested in like seeing what you could do in twenty eighteen or what twenty nineteen. When's it coming? Do they have a date? They did not have a date. But, um, so. We recorded our Xbox show today, and our entire prediction is just like, this is going to launch on the next Xbox console, oh, and yeah, it's going to be in like yeah. 2020 or something. That makes sense. And I think that would make more sense. This is for sure a sequel to Halo 5. Mm. I said on the Waypoint blog, so. But like... Man, they made five of them? <laughs> That's news to me. <laughs> but I think like, I, I don't know, I would almost find it more interesting to, to just like go back to the roots of it and just be like, what so, can we do that's interesting in this original genre? Right. And so this, this in a way does feel like a, a reboot in, in a way, but like continuing the story of like what we know, but it's bringing back a lot of stuff from the originals. Like it's going to bring back the flood. It's going to bring mm. back Covenant. It's like for sure we'll have Promethean, of course, continuing them on. But uh, I think what I found really impressive about the, the reveal was that it was so evocative of yeah. Halo Combat Evolved. Like, it really did give that feel. It's like, oh, you're experiencing the ring for the first time. You're kind of getting that chief helmet. And then you see it zoom out and just like mm. this expansive place to explore. And so people think that maybe it'll have a little bit more of an open world design, potentially mm -hmm. because of how this thing was shot. But at the same yeah. time, they're like, hey, this is kind of just to show off for a new engine, not right. necessarily indicative of anything. So it, it does feel like it's showing off the environment in a way that implies, like, breath of the halo, right? <laughs> Yeah, seven, 17 Kinda years anything. later and trying to make the same magic happen from 2001. Yeah. Well, I mean, Halo. <laughs> I mean, when that, There's money X, to when be that made, Xbox launched, right? it's like Halo, then 360. It's like, of course, there's going to be a Halo 3 on it. And after that point, it's like I hadn't owned an Xbox thing for like still like, I don't know. I owned like an Xbox controller for PC. So to me, like a lot of the stuff that's like, oh, we're going to go back to the flood, go back to Covenant. It's like, it's never left for me because that was the point <laughs> when I signed off. <laughs> Halo well, has never been anything but that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's just, you know, one, two and three. I think I played ODST, but. I still love it. So. <laughs> still playing it. So I don't know. I think there could be potential for them to do a lot more of the share of the world, like bigger hmm. player versus environment stuff in the multiplayer side of things. Oh, yeah. And I think we could see um, some sort of, like, revival of uh, actually massive big team battle player like mm. mode, but I think they're going to kind of maybe stick with what they know. I don't you know. know There's a lot of potential. What would be depressing is... Battle Royale? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think I'd be... <laughs> they just did a Battle Royale game. <laughs> I think I'd be... Interested. It will definitely not just be a Battle Royale game, but I wouldn't be opposed to them having its own Battle Royale mode. Like, everyone's seems, trying those things, yeah. and I don't really yeah. mind that. People are like, oh, another one. I'm just like, it's fine. Just let them try it. If it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But what right. if it's fun? Give it a chance. I mean, yeah, that's what, that's what happened with Fortnite, right? They were like, yeah. let's give it a try. Oh. Yeah, and now it's like the biggest thing in the world as far as I games mean, go. So it's just like, Yeah, I, I'm not against like Battle yeah. Royale. I play Fortnite. I like it. I think uh, the problem is like a lot of times people get very negative on things of where creators are just trying something. And maybe mm -hmm. it is a, a higher up decision to make that happen. And when it's not an inherently negative thing like loot boxes and it's just like, maybe just give them a chance. Just get, Like, I, I think it's really cool that EA responded so heavily to the loot box feedback, especially mm. in the conference, even though it was kind of shitty that they didn't come out and say, hey, we're EA, we're sorry for making our studios do this. Yeah. As opposed to being like, hey, you do it on the Star Wars team, you have to say you're sorry. 
even though you obviously mm. weren't the one who said right, right. That it's we're clearly, do this. yeah. And from so, above. Yeah. I mean, it's good that they're reiterating that, like, hey, we learned our lesson. We're so we're sorry. Like, we're not going to do this. Yeah, because it's bad. But um, yeah. Anyway, give things a chance. Yeah, unless it's bad, then it's good to see. I mean, if if they do it, I would sure hope that like with the Halo name attached, they had better do something interesting with Battle Royale and not just like a yeah. super straightforward like you know Jump shouldn't in. be reskinned <laughs> version right. of like PUBG. Or and that's why Fortnite, I'm so basically. interested to see what happens with Black Ops, um, their mm. Blackout, which is their Battle Royale, um, just because it is potentially a very different take on it since they're pulling in characters from their zombies from all of Black Ops as mm. a franchise and they're putting in like land air and sea vehicles and i mean there's a lot of potential for it to be really creative so we'll yeah. see what happens sorry this like diverged into something very different it's but. cool no no <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the point someone asked about the last of us part two i think and what we thought of it i actually did not watch the trailer for that i'm not super into the last of us and i was very busy well let's start with a real good kiss oh right okay and i did see some of the controversy around that though <laughs> oh, <okay>. yeah <laughs> Was that? It was just the gamers were angry. Wait, who is it who kisses in it? Ellie and another trailer. lady. Yeah, the gamers were angry about that or whatever, right? Yeah, but like, like Ellie's been gay dudes. for a while, so right, sure. <laughs> they just led yeah. with it, which is just like, woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Get it, Ellie. <laughs> I have I have mixed feelings on on the existence of a, a sequel in general, just because I was like kind of got a bad taste in my mouth from the ending of the original, but otherwise I like that first game a lot, so. Yeah, I mean, probably play Joel's it. selfish and bad. Right. Yeah. I mean, he does not change. He right. was hurt and stayed hurt and did not learn from it. And yeah, I agree. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think did you didn't play that, did you, David? Last of Us? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I don't know. At this point, it's like I'm, I got to get too like cynical about this sort of stuff because it's like, nah. right. It's very it's very obviously cooked to be like a good game. <laughs> what what does that even mean and you only play bad games well because it's like a safe good game i don't know if it's safe i wouldn't i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't call the original last of us super safe it it, it certainly took some know. risks it looked like as risky as walking dead season whatever wait the walking dead yeah. is also not like super safe i don't know yeah it's not like just a i don't know it's or at least it, the original wasn't. Obviously, once they start making sequels, it's like clearly this thing worked, and so that's why they make more. But I think both of those yeah, games. I, mean, I don't are know. When, like when games try to be like that, like sort of primetime HBO stuff. Mm. I'm like, uh, um, unless it's you know, Kojima doing it. <laughs> here's a bunch of money and a bunch of competent people making really competent works, but it's like how's that bad? Uh, <laughs> because I don't know. Because like I'm like David so wants like, to play like shitty things or like okay. or things that are like improbably good made by very few people. I like <laughs> shitty. Yeah, I like <laughs> shitty things. I like things that are liked by very few people. <laughs> okay. I guess I, okay. I guess. I there's, guess I still like Persona. I wasn't too big on the fifth game, but like. I guess there are games for you out there for sure. Then there are games out lot. there for me, but it's like when it's like. I don't know stuff that gets uh, top billing on like Sony's press conference for E3. I'm not saying like, whoa, what a what a innovative and <laughs> risky endeavor that Naughty Dog has embarked on. Wow. Well, I think they're like they're those games exist, but different platforms. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, and, you're and, not necessarily interested in it because of its big budget. Like it's not it's not your game. That's fine. Yeah, and, and like we were saying before about like the press conferences, like there's 
there is a bias, I think, in terms of what gets the most press at E3 towards these, like, really big things. Of course, there's other Which stuff, makes... too, that gets covered, right? Like, yeah. indie games and things. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. it makes sense, right? Because that's right. what people want to hear about, and that's what people want to yeah. know yeah. more about, and that's what we're going to cover. But then we also cover other things. Like, one of the games that I nominated for Game of the Show was this indie game called Knights and Bikes that is from X Media Molecule People um, being Ooh. published by uh, Double Fine. Yeah. And it is super cute and possibly one of the most... I think, like, potentially fun and just good-hearted and good-spirited um, co-op games I've seen in a very long time. What is it? It's like, about, how does it play? So it's kind of an action RPG, um, kind of action-adventure, and it's about these two little girls on an island in north of England in about the late 80s, early 90s. Hmm. And it takes a lot of inspiration from, like, the Goonies, and it's about them going on a treasure hunt, essentially. Um, and they need to find this treasure so they can save one of the girls homes essentially because they're about to be evicted and yeah it's like pretty intense yeah. but they're like really lighthearted and goofy like when wow. they run yeah it's like it gets intense and like she's like oh we have to save my family's home like her, yeah i guess uh there's two characters this one girl who kind of just came into town i guess she m might be a runaway or something and the other girl who her mother just passed away and yeah now her and her dad are about to get evicted and they find each other and where i started in my demo was they just had like a little sleepover like oh yeah you're still here and then they want to go out on this adventure together and the little runaway girls i guess she's a runaway um i'm assuming she's kind of like a little punk mm. and she's a little bit older than the other girl and the other girl is very goofy and she's just like screams and just has fun um this world is definitely built on imagination and just like their experiences together so like one day we're really like is the sillier girl she has these galoshes that she uses like to attack and but to kick she kicks the dirt and like worms. She doesn't actually kick things because uh. <laughs> like they're little kids. So it's like not right, trying right. to do that violent, like heavy, heavy huh. violence. And like whenever they heal each other, they give each other high fives. And if someone gets knocked down, like out of a fight, they have to like give each other a hug and stuff. Like it's just like very yeah, cute. And like they cool. can kind of like make each other angry or irritated by like what you do with their co-op and stuff. And just like really sweet and like unique in how it wants to tell the story. Is it like a platformer or like a what's the? Um, it's like kind of. I mean, it's just like a. 3d game but it's like flat in a way huh, i don't know i'll okay. have to show you some yeah, yeah, yeah it's like an adventure game we'll, so. we'll, we'll have like a link to the trailer in yeah the show so notes it's for people to check out really neat and it's just something different like, i like seeing those really creative games that tackle something that not a lot of other things do yeah um so it's like if you know keito takahashi he did um the original katamari the yes two original katamari yeah, yeah, games, yeah. and he's doing that new game called watam and i think there was a, a quote going around on twitter recently about him i think some some journalist was asking him he's like can you tell me what this game is about and he just said no. <laughs> like, no i cannot that's a game for david <laughs> yeah and so it's like the way i sum it up it's about relationships in a weird way and kind of like using those relationships to further and grow this world of just like weird characters like you play as the square as this cube it's a green cube with a mustache it's named the mayor and he has a hat and when you pulls up his hat he has a little bomb and it makes everybody just like explode in the air and they really like it and then like the mayor wow. is alone on this island the intensity hasn't lowered at all yeah so the mayor is on this island and he's really lonely and sad and then he finds a rock and it's alive and he's happy and then they run around they find a bigger rock and then they're happy and they make a ball and they roll the ball no. down a hill and, uh, <laughs> not quite yeah um and then like the it becomes daylight and the sun's happy and then they keep attracting like new characters to their island mm. as they form these relationships and do things together and then so much so that like you attract new like areas okay and so like it just keeps growing and growing huh. and it's just kind of cool to see how that evolves and it's like so 
much about creativity and just fun and right. weird, and I love that. So yeah. yeah, I get that you also don't want to just like have Last of Us too, but there are other games like that. I yeah. agree. I'm gonna like talk that. about the games that David. Two more games that David is gonna not be interested in. <laughs> Actually, wait. There is one that you're interested in. I think that we only one. Yeah. There is one game. It's like, that only, you're it's like I'll, I'll allow. I'll allow like one like middle of the road <laughs> game to interest me. Yeah. So wh- which one is that, David? Resident Evil 2 remake. It's just Only a remake because though. like the finally finally that whole meme about Resident Evil 2 being remade is going to end after they publish this game cuz it's like this is like the game that always gets like fake screenshots every year. <laughs> oh. I didn't know there was a meme. I'm just I'm so sick of it. I I'm just I'm so tired hearing about like them remaking this game. And I've been under the impression for the longest time that there's like not really people at Capcom that would make this sort of thing anymore but it looks like they still care about the resident evil franchise because that trailer was like wow and that game that gameplay stuff that they showed as well was like that was that was intense that was like a level of intensity that i was not <laughs> expecting just like the level of detail on the gore bits it's like i don't know like i'm like i'm so used to like just like just a little blood splatter and then dropped not like you know hmm. actual like like somebody had to like design like oh, okay how's the guy's uh, upper torso gonna tear away from his legs and it's like oh, okay this is how it's gonna look like and I was like Ugh. I actually cringed I don't even like cringe like out of like disgust at this sort of stuff because like it's just in every game but this was like on a level of like really f- like the level of detail I was like a fetish for whoever was making <laughs> that it kind of reminds me actually of like how gore was like really over the top in like slasher films where it's like like way more blood than right, like the human right. body should like spread out and like all this other clearly stuff. being shot out of a hose or something <laughs> right like <laughs> yeah 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 but like that's kind of what the impression i'm getting for resident evil 2 where it's like as extreme as possible because like people kind of remembered it being like this in the playstation era but i re- actually replayed that game pretty recently and it's pretty pretty lo-fi now huh i I'm not a big Resident Evil person. Is Resident Evil 2 like the classic Resident Evil that people, is that like the favorite? Yes, between like 1, 2, and 3, because like then 4 like started the whole like action, like Mm -hmm. over the shoulder sort of thing. Like 2 is extremely popular, probably more so than 1 or 3. Right, and Mm -hmm. I know 4 is like also was really popular, right? 4 is the only one I played any of. Yeah, two had the nice thing was like a two disc set which had two scenarios with two different playable characters, kind of stuck in the same map playing the same game, but they were like supposed to have like two parallel stories. Uh-huh. And like you play one scenario and then you play the next one to like find out what like actually happened in the end. That's pretty and cool. I didn't know. Hmm. That. Yeah, it's like it's a like as a game, it's really really well done. I'm trying to remember who did that. I think it's like a Platinum Games guy now. Who, like specifically was like making that oh so it's interesting like, it's a guy that like really cared about making games it's interesting it's because like, i, I was gonna good. say that what you described with resident evil 2 reminds me of the multi-ending thing in near automata yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. so yeah like resident evil 2 like finally just cut the bullshit they finally gonna make it it looks great um i think it's based on the resident evil 7 engine hmm. but resident evil 7 kind of I don't know. It was like one of those games that had like a lot of extra filters and grime all over it. So it was like kind of hard to make out like what was actually going on in there. But Resident Evil 2 is like kind of lit more like a game where like it looks, you can actually like see what's going on. I'm not a Resident Evil person. Yeah. I said 
no thanks. <laughs> I'm just I'm just very easily scared. So anything with like horror, I'm just like, what if I don't though? I heard that yeah. the actual demo space was very spooky because oh, you go through like a haunted, like a haunted house. house. They give you a flashlight <laughs> and they're like, okay, go ahead. And so like, Miranda, you're gonna go. I'm just like, hell no. That's another aspect yeah. of history that's really interesting to me is the the lengths that that companies like publishers go to to like create these like really elaborate booths and Capcom's like setups for things. Huh? Yeah, they do that a lot. Capcom. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like they're making like a, an stuff. amusement park just yeah. for like getting to their game demo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't also not, I'm not really big into like no, most you. zombie or horror games. Dang. And you get on my case for not being on to The Last of Us 2. Get on Resident Evil 2. That game's been out for like <laughs> 20 years. Too spooky for me. Right. I mean, The Last of Us, I, I appreciate because of its, because of the things that you don't like about it, because it's like a little more movie-like and, and you know, has really good, um, like mocap and acting and that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, David is making making dismissive hand uh, motions on the the video stream here. Yeah, you don't you don't need that movie shit. <laughs> Just let Kojima do his movie shit. But I am I am excited about two more games that are that kind of high budget, you know, big publisher things. Uh, one <laughs> of them is Fallout seventy six, which a lot of people are very excited about. I'm, so I'm pretty excited. pretty interested in that. However, as we've talked about on the show before, I will need to pull an Evan Minto on this one because I never finished New Vegas and I never started Fallout 4. Oh. And I feel like I should play those first. Well, I don't think you need to. You I can know. Just, you can definitely yes. just jump right in. This is your first time on the podcast okay. <laughs> because okay. we've, yeah, we've talked about this and yeah. uh, I'm stupid and I uh, feel like I need to, even though I know that I actually don't need to. No, I, I get that. <laughs> It's like the obligation to almost. Right. I, it's it's so bad that I am uh, currently trying to play through the original MSX Metal Gear games. Oh. And then I also want to play, I, I haven't played Metal Gear Solid 5, and I want to play those before I play Death Stranding, even though <laughs> they're not in the same universe. Good. Okay. <laughs> actually, Evan, I'm going to tell you that those games are probably really good to play now before five. Yeah, well, that that was uh, kind of the idea. I won't, I won't, I, yeah, I won't, I won't give you any crap for doing that. Yeah, because five, because like the, I mean, I, I saw some stuff about how five. It's like right, yeah. like right before because five like reveals some some things about the original Metal Gear games, right? Because it's like a prequel. Five is insane. Yeah. I can't wait for you to finally get on that one. Anyway, Fallout seventy six is a. Basically, an, I don't. Th I guess it's not an MMO, but it's a it's multiplayer follow-up survival game. Right, that's what he said. What yeah, he said. I did see that conference. Uh, Todd Howard talked for a long time mm -hmm. about it. Like it was him for like half of the well, conference. Well, everyone's or been like waiting to like hear yeah. what the final reveal is. We've known about it. It was teased. It was teased. We're like, okay, can we? Can you show it now? Right, right. <laughs> we would like to see Fallout seventy six. Thank you. And yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty like we've talked before. I'm, I'm pretty big into like multiplayer open world survival games that's like a genre that i'm super into we've talked about like no man's sky has elements of that and i was into that despite the many issues with it uh and mm -hmm. like we've talked about one hour one life a little bit which is an indie game that is that kind of game and like doing that in fallout uh is very cool to me mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's not like mmo right didn't he kind of no. say it's like a smaller note it's like instanced and there's like not that many people yeah the they're not it's like dark souls 
I guess. Yeah, I guess Dark Souls has a. I don't know. I've never even. I haven't even. I have to shout it out once. It's the Dark Souls of Fallout. They said there wasn't going to be like 100 people in one game. It's going to be like dozens. Right, right. So we'll see how that works because they said that this is supposed to be four times the size of Fallout 4's mm. map or something just like that. Yeah. Um. So it's going to be big. And they said like there's six core areas. So it's just like there are no actual NPCs. So you need enough people to populate it. Oh, do you say there's but, no? I guess you did say everybody. Aside you from meet. like some rob, robots or something, but every person you meet will be a real life person. Wow. Yeah. That seems that, that seems it, it, that was weird to me because he said that and then also like mentioned that there would be like quests and stuff to do, and mm-hmm. so then I'm like, well, who's giving you the quests? Maybe Probably robots. Or robots. Things. Yeah, yeah, robots. Right. Codsworth. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just like always interested in that stuff because i am interested to see how the the social dynamics kind of work out between yeah, players and like whether players will keys. fight or work together yeah that's so you so can talk cool. about that that's super cool yeah so one of the <laughs> elements that i didn't really expect and i think is very cool is that there are key like co- code pieces for nukes hidden around the map and you have to locate them and if you get all of them together you can launch a nuke and that essentially makes a harder area because you're just obviously letting off a nuke you can like obviously get rid of a lot of people flatten some land but then it creates new enemies and a different environment to explore right. and so there creates think, extra radiation too, yeah right? i'm not too sure how many there are but i just think that idea is so cool because like if i have two keys but there are like however many more i have to either go find them or deal for them or like yeah, what yeah. would i do one of my plans is like but what if i just live next to the nuke and, and then guard you're it. right, it's so, mine. so you don't have the yeah. keys, but you have the nuke. <laughs> yeah, and like there's, it's just really cool because you also have your own bases mm-hmm. that you can move, which is cool. Um, so you couldn't do that in four, I guess, right? No. Yeah, I I didn't Give play four, but I was like, huh, that seems. When he mentioned it, I was like, that probably means you couldn't do it in four because he made a big deal that you can move them now. <laughs> well, I think especially in this setting, because you are playing against other real people, mm-hmm. like you kind of want to be able to relocate a little bit as you need to, so you don't get like griefed or something. I don't it's interesting too. I mean, I mentioned One Hour One Life, which is like a very small scale indie game, but it it actually like the dev briefly added a similar mechanic to the nuke thing oh. that he ended up taking out because of it, it for that particular game wasn't balanced for the right mm. you know uh, situation it was in. But it was like a it, it, you know it's a game where you're building up sort of civilization using like this very very long large tech tree that leads to like you know more and more sophisticated technology Hmm. and like as a way of trying to kind of reset the tech tree he made it so that there's like a when you get high enough in the tech tree there's certain there's like a thing you can craft that will cause an apocalypse that wipes out the world and responds everybody and it was like this interesting like just like doomsday scenario that you can trigger if your technology gets too advanced Mm -hmm. it was like kind of an interesting idea yeah and so i like that you can't just go and activate it as whenever you want. You have to work for it. Yeah, yeah. So and it requ- interestingly, I think the the coolest part is it basically will hopefully we'll see if this works right because I think sometimes Fallout games can promise things that aren't actually or Bethesda and Todd Howard stuff can sometimes promise a little more than they actually have. But like, if it works, it will basically require that you ha- interact with other people. Like you can't Probably. just do it yourself. You have yeah. to actually work with people and form like some kind of trust or something. Yeah, and I mean yeah. you can like team up with your friends too. Yeah, like, you yeah. Can be in a party essentially. That too, right, right, right. Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it because I I used to play a ton of Rust and I actually met one of my coworkers before we worked together 
while playing Rust, Rust with other friends. <laughs> yeah, and eventually we were like, oh yeah, we play Rust together. It's so crazy. And finally, I am semi-excited, but I want to see more uh, oh. for Cyberpunk 2077, which is from uh, CD Projekt Red, the Witcher devs. Oh my god. I saw the demo, because had, we had very limited spots to go see the demo behind closed doors. Ah, so cool! Yeah, like, I, oh, did, I did not believe. So I had just gotten off playing Spider-Man. We were talking about Game of oh, the Show contestants. Oh, I forgot about Spider-Man, yeah. but yeah, that's and, that's also cool. And I was like, whoa, this is so cool. We were like, hold, wait till you vote for Game of the Show. You have to see this demo. I was like, okay, I don't know. I just played Spider-Man. It was real fucking cool. And then so I sat down and watched this. I was like, yeah, this is cool. And it's, keep in mind, it's a 50-minute demo. It's mm-hmm. a long and by the end like i was just so impressed because like it's weird because this, the demo itself just scales so well like it constantly keeps building on itself with oh. like cool thing after cool thing after cool thing and it's like oh wait this is like you get this yeah basic stuff oh that's cool wait that's even better adding more oh my god features. that's so yeah. neat <laughs> yeah and yeah. so like it kind of ends with this really big combat encounter where they start unlocking skills that you would tentatively like get late in the game mm-hmm. and just it was just so fucking neat like seriously I, one of the coolest combat engines i've seen in a long time just because it was so versatile like they had this one gun where Damn. you could just like bounce your bullets off a wall so it showed you where the where it would like the projectile oh would that's bounce. cool <laughs> and so like you could like get behind corners with that um there's also this gun that um tracked your enemies so you could just fire wherever and it would automatically target them and just go yeah. to them if you're like if you're bad at shooters maybe you could use that right 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 um and then they use those blades from the original 2013 reveal trailer that that one character had. Oh, I, even, I forgot there was yeah. an original so the original trailer. announcement trailer. Okay, yeah. um, she used that at the end, and it was just like crazy to see her like execute people with that. And so they said that you can kind of build your characters like however you want because you're not locked to a class. You're, you oh, can okay. pick and choose from yep. like skill trees of like what you want. And so they're like, this this build is essentially like a you know like a cyber ninja but mm. you can also make like something that feels a more like the terminator ninja yeah so Shit. it's kind of interesting to see how they play with that and like all the different traits like what you wear impacts like your street cred essentially like you have nice like a cool the world ends with you a cool very thing. cool yeah yeah and so it's like really neat to see that um i know some people weren't a fan of it being first person but i was super excited about being first person because i oh. love first person games right because so. the witcher's not yeah yeah and so people are like well why isn't this like the witcher it's like because they can make different games i don't know is it yeah the main <laughs> thing i'd be curious about is like is it the witcher but or, is it like the witcher but in uh not but in like a cyberpunk setting it or seems is like it, it a very different kind of game and how it plays well they obviously have similarities but i mm. don't not really because it is more shooting right and different yeah i guess i'm i'm thinking of like the tools to me, are so different like it i'm wondering how similar they are compared to the the way that there's like similarities between like uh elder scrolls and fallout like coming sure from, like you know they, I think, they have differences but they right. feel kind of like, like different settings but there are something of the same game yeah right. so it's like whenever it comes to that like i'm a fallout person versus an older right, scrolls right. person. so it's just like with this i'm so excited because it's like i'm more of that sci-fi versus mm. like high fantasy right and so you're probably also excited for the that teaser very brief teaser that bethesda showed of um starlink it's called yeah wait, what is it starlink no it's something it's i thought it's it's something like that, but I can't, I'm now I'm forgetting what the actual name Let is. Let me double check because I'm pretty I don't think sure it's Link. Star... Starfield. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Starfield is the next big one, which I'm curious about for sure. Don't, I, I don't. Like, they didn't oh. show anything, right? I mean, that was just like a. It's a next gen game. Right. It's like it's weird. <laughs> somewhere in the future, but yeah, it was basically some kind of outer space Bethesda game, which I'm kind of excited about. 
Oh, right. Starlink yeah. is the uh, Toys to Life game. That's what I was thinking of. Not the oh. other star thing. Got it. <laughs> I was just like, why is Starlink a thing? Wasn't that an E3? <laughs> it's like, yes, it was. Very different game. The other star game at E3. <laughs> yeah. That might be bad branding. Yeah. Well, Starlink comes out first, so. Yeah. They'll be fine. Yeah, They've got, got um, Star Fox as well, so. That's they true. Be okay. Potentially. Yeah, it seems like uh, they're all going to lose to Star Fox in terms of name recognition. If well, you're Starlink, talking about Star Starlink games. has Star yeah. Fox in it. Wait, oh wait. I, oh, yeah. Starlink is the Star Fox game. Or whatever, well, it's not right? the no. Star Fox game, but Star Fox is in Starlink. What? Oh, I think I saw it and I saw like the R-Wing and I just thought it was a Star Fox game. No, no, it's, it's not. But you can play, I think, Star Fox the entire game or something. Okay. But yeah, that's, anyway. That's very confusing. Starfield. I, I, can't, I can't be the only person who's going to be confused by that. <laughs> no, I know. I, that's why I was confused. Like, wait, which yeah. game, though? Uh, but I was, of course, thinking the Bethesda one, not the right, Ubisoft right. one. All right. So that was all the stuff that, that I had on this list. Obviously, there's a lot more going on at E3. So much. Yeah. Please read my previews. Thank you. Yeah, please please read uh, Miranda's stuff. We'll try yeah. to have some links to that in the show notes. Thanks. Let's see what we got. Like maybe one other question to answer here. Just a maybe a recap of what we just talked about and, and anything we might have missed, which is from at sign, fun for chew. What are the top three games you are excited for uh, from E3, mm. I would assume? I'll let you guys go first. It's hard. So from what I saw probably i mean smash ultimate is probably my number one i mean from what i actually watched it's probably that fallout 76 and i'll probably say death stranding i want to see more from cyberpunk but but i'm also excited about that mm -hmm. um but it's it is cool to see like actual death stranding like gameplay and start yeah. to see it look like an actual game <laughs> david i mean there's only three games i'm actually playing <laughs> dragon quest 11 <laughs> Oh, yeah. Death Stranding and Resident Evil 2. I about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dragon Quest. What about you? Uh, I'm going to cheat and have four. So I'm Dang. really excited about okay. Anthem. Uh-huh. I'm very excited about Gears 5. Oh, Gears 5, right. I yeah. love Gears. And it stars Kate. Flipping my shit. It's like <laughs> brown lady starring in mm -hmm. a AAA shooter. That's cool. That, <laughs> I, I completely have no interest in Gears, but I yeah. think that that's cool. Yeah, I like <laughs> almost started crying. It's like, oh, my God. So cool. Anyway, um, there's that uh, Cyberpunk 2077 and Fallout 76. I'm excited about all of those. And some indie games as well, right, like right. Watson, Donut County. I'm so excited for Donut County. Ooblets. Is Donut County not out yet? No. That's just been demoed, I've demoed for years? It for a yeah. while. Yeah, since like 2015. Actually, oh, Below is supposed to come out this year too. I don't, I don't, I don't think I've been keeping up with Below. I'm so excited. Wait, I should. we should point out though, <laughs> on this so podcast... Because this is interesting. Do you know anything about Donut County, David? I had a class in school with the uh, that guy. Was gonna, that was going to be... Oh, really? You, you, you spoiled it, yeah, because we I went to school. We went yeah. we went to college <laughs> together, and we both went to school with the guy who made... with uh, That's Ben Esposito, right? Yeah. Yeah. I used to play at like, the open mic that he used to be in charge of mm -hmm. called Ground Zero at the college we went to. <laughs> but it was very funny for me when I first saw Donut County because I saw it at like a day of the devs, and I was like, oh, I hadn't really kept up with what Ben was doing, and I was like, oh, that's... Like this is this is cool and like I was talking to somebody and he was like, "Oh yeah, it's from Ben Esposito." And I'm like, "There's no way." I knew a guy who's named <laughs> that in school and he's like, "No, it's that yeah, it's the same guy." I was like, "What?" <laughs> cool. I met him once. He's very nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh Donut County, I don't really remember how it played, but it is like a charming as hell. Strange. Yeah. No, I'm so excited to play it cuz yeah. I've only played obviously little tech demos here and there. 
And then the last one was like the longest one mm. I've seen. I just remember there being like pastel colored objects that you move around or hole. something. You, you put, put in a hole. hole. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Just fall down. Uh, actually, I forgot we had uh, we had a couple questions from our Discord that I'll see if we can answer. Well, we already answered this one about The Last of Us, I think. And there's a question from at sign. Well, not not at sign in this case, but he is at sign in Nazzle. Is VR going to take root or will it pass as a fad? Why has the content not been good except for a few games? So VR, was, did you test any, like, do you play any VR stuff when you were there? Did I play VR? Not this year, but there were things I wanted to play. Right, there were obviously VR Yeah, Sony's there, booth yeah. had some cool stuff. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a passing fad yet. I think people are just kind of testing the ground, the waters with it. Yeah. Sony's obviously going to keep supporting it. Like, they have this whole system. They're not going to just let it go. Obviously, um, From Software is making a VR game, mm-hmm. which I heard was really cool. I need to play it. Um, and I heard that there's a lot of really neat experiences there, at least at Sony's booth there were. Right. But I don't know. Like, there, there are definitely good things there. It's just, it's a thing that takes time, right? It's like a whole new yeah, space yeah. to develop for and like a whole different way to think about designing games. So that's just its own challenge. And of course, the accessibility to VR is really difficult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And some people can't like really handle it because they get make some nauseous after like two minutes. Yeah, it's like a... It, you're really restricting the number of people who are able right. to experience something when like, you're in VR at this point. Yeah, and so that like, plus budget, like how much people, right. it's like it's expensive like a to get this stuff. It's like yeah. double what you'd pay. For, it's like, hey, you want a PS4, but also right. a whole other system to play these other games. And so like, there's a, a pretty high barrier to entry, and I think that's a big challenge. I but... also feel like I played a little bit of VR stuff, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like the hardware isn't totally there yet. So yeah. for the Vive, have you played that? I think I have, yeah. It's so good. The vibe is so, so good, but you it's need like a high-end cool. PC right. and a super expensive unit. It's like the most expensive on the market, essentially, and or of like a consumer market. And that makes it obviously harder for people to get into. Yeah. And so I think as that technology gets maybe easier to produce and like maybe a little bit cheaper, then we'll see more people buying that, maybe, from more right. support. I don't know, like there are those VR exp- experiences on like mobile devices too, and I think some people like those. The, yeah, there's like Google Cardboard I've seen. Yeah, and they have like, like the really dreams too. Thing. Yeah, daydream. Right, daydream. right, right, daydream. So there, there are things out there. I don't think it's like dead or anything. It, it's just gonna. I, I think we need to wait a few years to see what actually happens with it. Yeah, when I'm talking about the hardware, I kind of more specifically mean that it's just like even with the the vibe's pretty cool, but it's just like it still just feels like. Just conceptually, I just feel like in terms of like if I tried to like convince somebody who's not super tech savvy to play VR, it's like, okay, so strap this thing on your head and then pick up these things and make sure you put the cameras in the right place in the yeah. room. And it's like, it's a I lot. just feel like somebody, before it like really, really catches on, somebody needs to figure out a way to make that process easier to like yeah, start playing a VR game. With PSVR, it's easier for sure because you just mm-hmm. need the camera and then right, right. set up in the helmet. But even that one, the, the problem with that is the unit is a little bit cheaper yeah and so like that's the only system i've ever really gotten like severely nauseous from playing uh, uh, but also maybe it could just it was just fitting weird or something right but i don't know there are definitely i think that's definitely the most accessible point but it is still expensive so therefore it's harder to get and yeah, i think yeah. as that grows we'll see what happens nah vr sucks <laughs> uh, vr for is it. like i don't i just on principle i don't like stuff that's like inaccessible yeah, I like uh, I like stuff that's just pick it up and right. you're already playing it. It's like you gotta, and also like VR is just like 
it's more of like a rich kid thing. I don't like that. I don't like that angle. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? Like I, I think the you're not going to replace that those pick up and play experiences until VR becomes you gotta bring VR completely to the accessible. Yeah, until it manages yeah, to gonna, get all the way there. It's going to yeah. be a bit right. <laughs> yeah, and we're we're a long way off. Yeah, it's long way. We, first of all, we're not even making good games. <laughs> Like not even like non VR. <laughs> right, We're right. Like, let's Absolutely. make a good game first, bad, and then we'll think we'll start talking about VR. Yeah, I think the only like you, you're going to need to wait until there's some for it to really like have that pick up and play experience. It's going to need to be something where, I mean, as scary as this kind of sounds, like it would have to be I don't know like implants or or like uh, yeah or like, contact honestly, lenses like something where to... where the screen where you always have the virtual reality or the augmented reality screen like integrated into your life and so the games are just on there but then that integration is like you've put the internet shit in your body yeah exactly <laughs> how do you <laughs> feel about that this shit into your body already I'm not saying that that would be good but I feel like that is what you need to allow the experience I to be think... pick up and play like that <laughs> I think the world is too generally just too irresponsible to allow <laughs> some uh, real VR shit, like really plug into the game sort of thing. <laughs> Definitely not in my lifetime is that going to happen. Well, whatever. The whole planet is going to light on fire before that. Soon enough. So, so you don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> okay, that's it for uh, for us, I think this episode once again uh we do have some some questions that we will like get to in once a, again we're holding <laughs> once again hold on to those questions the, yeah keep on sending back to the them. vault with the questions sometimes when we have a topic specific show we don't want to we, we're saving up the questions for the not topic specific shows later yeah, just have like a whole episode about Ask, questions. answering questions yeah, yeah. So if you want to bank up those questions for us to answer you can email us at podcast at anygamers.com you can also tweet at us anytime, send us a question. Sometimes we'll answer it on Twitter. Sometimes we'll save it for the show. You can uh, tweet at Miranda. That's at Havoc Gross, and that's Havoc with a K. And I am at sign Vamptvo, V-A-M-P-T-V-O. At sign QX20XX. And Andy Gamers is at sign Andy Gamers, one word. That's where we announce when new shows come out and when we ask for questions. David and I are both on Mastodon. I am Vamptvo at Mastodon.social. He is 20xx at caro.ccsakura.jp. Quite a mouthful. <laughs> and if you'd like to hang out with us in between shows and talk about episodes with other listeners, you can go to our Discord server. We have a link to that in the show notes. Got a couple people in there talking about anime, manga, game stuff. Uh, check out that as well as the rest of the show notes at anigamers.com slash podcast and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Music. Also, there's always articles on anigamers.com that you can read including john smith's new uh goodnight poon poon manga review which you should go check out uh i am writing for otaku usa magazine as always as well as occasionally updating animeburgertime.tumblr.com i am going to put the link i forgot to do this i, I have to post it i'm going to put a link to the youtube video that someone took that is the complete anime burger time start to finish from fanime wow. that you can watch on youtube so if you have not been able to make it out to a convention with the panel please check that out uh david you have a twitch stream uwu small bean twitch.tv slash uwu small bean that's u-w-u-s-m-o-l-b-e-a-n we're streaming every saturday 9 p.m eastern time uh we're doing pokemon green starting to wrap up 
we're gonna go to probably gonna be going to the elite four pretty soon i'm gonna wrap up on that and uh Obviously, there's a whole lot of great coverage from uh, from you, Miranda, on IGN. Uh, any, what, what do you want to point people to to check out? Mm, well, read any and all of our anime stuff, please, even if I'm yes. not doing it. It helps me <laughs> immensely to justify other anime projects. Um, no, but uh, coming up, we are going to be, or I'm going to be going to Anime Expo. So please stay tuned to IGN for all that coverage, if you could, please please (laughs) no i just work really hard i like sharing that stuff so it's it's important to me also we didn't talk about pokemon but that's a battle for another day oh we didn't Ah! we didn't talk about yeah there's too much like e3 is massive like we did our early podcast today too we had to cut off in an hour exactly we're just like well sorry y'all here on the anti-gamers podcast we don't cut off at an hour (laughs) because we are bad at self-control but i i'm i apologize we did not talk about pokemon yeah uh anyway If you feel like this podcast was really missing Pokemon, that's why Miranda's here to give you Pokemon coverage. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you got any questions, I don't know. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Of course, IGN. I'm on our Xbox show, Podcast Unlocked. Record that every week. I think our latest episode about E3 just went up. So we talked more about specifically Microsoft's E3 showing, which is really good. By really good, I mean fantastic. <laughs> it was seriously so good. All right. That is it. As we mentioned at the beginning of the show, E3 just ended, which means E3 starts now. 12 months of E3. Oh, Have fun, folks. Back at it again. I'm going to die. Let's do the clap. One, two, three. Good clap first try it's a first try clap we get it right on the first try every time (laughs) (laughs) there's no second try clap (laughs) it's not very hard no sometimes there is sometimes you're all like oh